High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. The issue of, not, I have a zero tolerance attitude to this next topic, uh, when I used to go canvassing, climbing into gates and so on, the one thing I would say to whoever's with me, accompanying me, you go first if there was a wild dog. You take the bite on behalf of the team because I'm not going to take it. I was terrified of dogs. Well, a newly published scientific research paper in the Irish Veterinary Journal, no less, suggests that Ireland's approach to targeting dog breeds to protect the public from attack it doesn't actually have any scientific basis. Not only that, it could actually be making things much worse. I'm not sure what the law is in terms of banning breeds of dogs that might bite you. So it's a pleasure to welcome the studio to discuss this. The Chief Executive of the Irish Society for the Protection of Cruelty to Animals, Andrew Kelly. Andrew, you're most welcome. What is the current law here? Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Ivan. Um, uh, well, first of all, uh, th- there's, there's a number of pieces of legislation in terms of animal welfare and animal control in Ireland. Um, on dog control, the, the, for stray dogs, the Control of Dogs Act from 1986 uh, deals with uh, dogs wandering about the street, any dog wandering about the street. The, the Control of Dogs Regulations 1998 actually puts restrictions on certain breeds, and there's 11 breeds listed there. I'll not go through them all. But no, do, include, do, because okay, I'd like, I'm interested in this. Okay, well, it includes American Pit Bull Terriers, Bull Mastiffs, Doberman Pinscher, uh, English Bull Terrier, German Shepherd Dogs, Akitas, Japanese Toja, Ra- uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks, Rottweiler, Staffordshire Bull Terrier and what's known as a banned dog. Uh, so those 11 dogs are restricted. They're not banned as such, although one of them is called a banned dog, ironically. What, what is the restriction? Well, the that? restrictions are essentially that if you own one of these dogs, uh, they must be kept on a leash of no less than two metres when in a public place and must be muzzled in a public place. And they must here, also, here, and they I must also be uh, They must also be um, in the control of somebody over the age of 16 who is able to control the dog. They have a strong enough arm to not exactly. let them loose. And, yeah. and can I just say, Ivan, first of all, the ISPCA in principle is opposed to legislation aimed at specific breeds. However, in Ireland, as I said there, no dog is banned. You can have... Any dog you wish, as in long, your own property. In your own, well, you can yes, and if you take it out in a public place, you must comply with those uh, restrictions. Now, the reality is in Ireland, uh, it may not surprise you to hear that it's very rarely complied with and very rarely enforced. Well, we don't do enforcement or accountability in um, Ireland, but, but other than that, yeah, carry but, on with the law. But but our. Uh, perspective on this, Ivan, is quite clear. It's the deed, not the breed that we should aim at. It's the responsibility of the owner, regardless of the breed of dog. So, responsible ownership is what the ISPCA advocates in all cases. It doesn't matter what kind of dog we're talking about here. So, if you have any dog, you should be a responsible owner. And that means providing the, the dog with its needs according to your legal requirements under the Animal Health and Welfare Act uh, and also uh, according to the five freedoms for animal welfare which most of us are familiar with so that, that's the, the, the freedom from hunger and thirst so you've got to provide a, an adequate diet um, freedom from discomfort so it has to have a suitable environment in which to live these um, are all welfare issues these are all welfare issues okay. um, freedom uh, from pain so and, and, and injury so if it's injured you have to prevent it or, or take it to the vet um, that makes sense, of course. Freedom should show normal behaviour 
um, and also um, f- uh, freedom from distress, so avoid mental suffering. So those are the five freedoms. Everybody has a responsibility there. And now under the law, you have a, a legal responsibility to provide for the welfare needs of your animal, regardless of species. What, um, what does the science say about mm-hmm. these breeds being... I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade here. You know, I take a lot of walks, right? And I walk past uh, a particular uh, business property that has three fearsome guard dogs, right? Now, these ain't these ain't chihuahuas. These ain't poodles. These are fearsome brown and black yokes, right? And I'm sure they have a particular breed that makes them suitable for being guard dogs. That would suggest to me that some breeds are more fearsome than others. Well, it well, is their DNA default position. Well, surely, surely there's a justification for a, a breed restriction. Well, actually, most of the evidence contradicts that view. Okay. And it's the training. Well, I, never, I never let evidence get in the way of my opinions. <laughs> but anyway, um, but it's, it's, it's the way the animals are kept, the way the animals are trained. The, the, the pit bull, for example, used to be called the nanny dog because it was such a timid um, dog and would look after uh, other dogs and, and um, was, was, a very, was known for its tranquility. But that was, um, in some cases, by unscrupulous breeders, bred out for other traits, of course. Um, and we know that some dogs are used in fighting. In terms of the guard dogs that you're familiar with in that particular location, there is a requirement if you have a guard dog and you've labelled it as a guard dog and there's a big sign up saying guard dogs here, you must register that with the local authority as a guard dog. So again, it's compliance with the legislation and it's being a responsible owner. And that includes getting a licence, getting your dog microchipped so that it can be identified if it strays. Uh, and it includes so, so cleaning you, up and, after and your and dog in the park. are you seriously saying to me it's all nurture and no nature in terms of ferocity of dogs. Certainly the majority of Do you take my point about a lovely Labrador Mm. or a pet poodle versus some of the 11 you read out? Well, well, it's it's interesting you mentioned Labrador there because it's actually the breed you're most likely to be bitten by in Ireland even taking into account that it's also the most popular breed. so An Alsatian uh, a bee uh, is likely to bite you as a Labrador? Uh, yes, exactly. There's, there's no difference between breeds in terms of the likelihood of being bitten, of course. There are some uh, issues there because if, uh, since 1999, when this legislation came into force, of course, some people will be compliant with the legislation, so the dog will be in a muzzle, so it can't bite you. <laughs> so, so there are some issues there. Look, we welcome research into this issue, and, and of course... Uh, government policy should be based on research and, and evidence. And um, But at the moment, we think uh, we've, in Ireland, we've essentially got the balance right. And I'll, and I'll try and explain that. In England, for example, the Dangerous Dogs Act discriminates against breeds. Some breeds, essentially the same breeds as I've listed there, with some exceptions, are banned. So it's illegal to be in possession of a, one of those breeds. Um, with the exception, I think, Staffordshire. Could, could, could just read the list again? So, because we have a number of people texting in mm-hmm. saying that they're actually taken by the list. Just mm-hmm. give it to us again. I will do. It's, it's Ameri- 11, isn't it? 11. American Pit Bull Terrier, Bull Mastiff, Doberman, uh, English Bull Terrier, German Shepherd, Japanese Akita, Japanese Toza, Rhodesian Ridgeback, Rottweiler, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and what's known as a band dog, which is essentially a crossbreed um, bred for its strength and size. Okay. Are there any, we have a text here, what about dogs yelping day and night? Should these not be muzzled? Well, I don't know if muzzling will actually stop the yelping and squealing. Are there any restrictions in terms of, you know, the dog next door? Well, of course, uh, if there are problem dogs, uh, that's a matter for the local authority. And uh, if you do have a dog next door barking all the time, uh, you can report that to the local dog warden. Is it illegal? I wouldn't say it's illegal. um, Okay. And what about the poor postman and the milkman who, you know, not to speak of the 
party canvassers who've got to, you know, literally go onto someone's property, go through the garden gate. Is, is there any protections for them in relation to dogs? Well, they're protected in the same way as, as, as everybody's protected. You know, look, if, if you have a dog, it shouldn't be out in the yard if you know that the postman's going to be coming uh, to, the, to the door. Um, you know, most people do keep their dogs under control. It's a small number of people, a small number of people who don't comply. Um, but we want to reinforce responsible dog ownership. And that, that applies equally to the postman ringing your doorbell or to walking your dog in the local park. And that's why we're calling for responsible pet ownership to be included in the national school curriculum. This is a big problem in Ireland. Overpopulation of dogs, overbreeding of dogs. Last year, 15,000 dogs entered pounds in Ireland. Uh, it's still a problem. Now, it's improved over the last decade or so, but it's still a problem. So we want everybody to take responsibility for their own animals. And the, the, the law says you have to have a dog license. Indeed. What sort of, like, how? what's the number of licences relative to the number of dogs? Well, uh, we, we, we estimate that around 20% of dog owners have licences. So 80% don't? 80% don't. And the enforcement is, ra- is rather low, shall I say. So uh, in, in, in one year, I think around 3,000 people were issued with notices uh, by the local authority. 50% of those people didn't pay the spot fines. Of the 50% that were that didn't pay the spot fines, only 5% were taken to court. Um, and only, uh, only of the 5% taken to court, only 10% were convicted. So there's no enforcement, there's no consequences for not being a responsible dog owner in Ireland. And that's why we want to change the culture. We want to make sure that the kids are going home and saying, is my dog licensed? Is my dog microchip? Look, we did it with seatbelts, we did it with smoking. Let, let's put pressure on the, on the parents to make sure that, pe- that the dogs are being looked after properly. Okay, well, I, personally, I favour if there's an incident where a dog does attack, you see these horrendous, where a child was attacked and the, the hospitalised and so on, that there should be zero tolerance if there's a bad incident in terms of that. If, if it, is it a compulsory to put the, down the dog? No, it's not compulsory, but it does happen in most cases. And look, the, the ISPCA's policy, and we make no apology for this, is that any dog that cannot safely safely be rehomed, um, then we don't rehome it and we take difficult decisions to put dogs that can't safely be rehomed to sleep. Okay, a couple of texts before we let Andrew go. I'm a proud owner of two English Bull Terriers and two Jack Russells. The English Bull Terriers are the best-natured animals I've ever known with incredible loving behaviour around humans. I refuse to muzzle them in public and ruin any enjoyment they take from a walk. How selfish are you? I hate that on the beach when people let their dogs loose because I'm terrified of them. And finally, regarding responsible dog ownership, we uh, have found walking out the dog stressful due to the amounts of dogs on the loose approaching our own dog who's kept on a lead. She's uh, She has lead dominance and will attach to dogs uh, who approach her. What should we do? Well, I, I would recommend taking advice from a, a, a from a good dog behaviourist and, and seeing if, if the dog can't be socialised and trained to accept dogs approaching it and to um, eventually, hopefully, get off the lead and play with other dogs also. Andrew Kelly, Chief Executive of the ISPCA. Thank you for that. We'll have the news next.